welcome to the Team Selection Podcast on the AFL Ratings Network. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. I'd like to welcome in co-host Seven Purse Ryan Daniels. G'day, Rhino. G'day, Pete. How are we doing? Round 20. Can't believe we're here. Yeah, only a few weeks left in the season, home and away season to go. So let's get into some notable players to discuss in round 20. Uh, we'll go to Collingwood first. Markov into the team. Uh, played that halfback role. Uh, Brad Hill out. Uh, due to illness, let's get on to the Carlton. Uh, big changes here. Cripps in, Martin in, Owies in, Pitnett in, straight into the ruck. Uh, Chera back into the midfield, Marchbank. Uh, unlucky players here as well. Uh, not only injuries there, Cowan, Dow, unfortunately. He'd probably be somewhere else next year, you would think. Honey, Kurnow, out, Sam Walsh, Hamstring, and Jack Silvani, knee injury. Yeah, a lot to digest there. Um, and obviously coming off um, the game last week against West Coast, also hard to gauge that game being so one-sided. So um, I suppose the big one there is Walsh out and Cripps back in along with Chera. Um, plenty of midfield ball to go around. I, I, I'd be pretty... If Chera wasn't coming off an injury, I would be really high on Chera because we've seen with Walsh out in the past, um, he can be quite prolific when he has the right role um, and he'd be interesting. Now, the fact that he's... I mean, he only missed a week, right? So it, it obviously wasn't too serious and there's every chance it was just a rest because they're playing Eagles. Yep. Um, so I, I'd be keeping a very close eye on Adam Chera out of all of that collection of information. He's probably the one I would take. On to Geelong and Fremantle, so uh, Gary Rowan into the team, O'Connor into the subposition at this stage, uh, James H in for Fremantle, uh, Matt Johnson out at this stage. So thoughts on Fremantle, what is happening there as well? Oh, it's, yeah, it's been a really disappointing season. Uh, they've tried a bunch of different combinations. Uh, they've got a fair few injuries at the moment. Um, I think Heath Chapman's not too far away. He played in the Waffle last week, played okay. Um, he's wanted to watch sort of in the latter part of the year, but really, um, they're just trying to save face at this point. I mean, James Ace is a veteran. They can play him in the middle, gives them a bit of size. Um, they need to, they need to be better out of that contest. They've been really poor in there all year. Um, the midfield mix clearly isn't right. Johnson and Erasmus have had really promising seasons, but they're still very young and very raw. Uh, a lot of the heavy lifting's been on Caleb Sarong. He's done a great job, but, there's just too few left to do all of the work at Fremantle at the moment. Um, and obviously, Sean Darcy ruled out for the year, which gives Luke Jackson a very clean runway to high scoring for the remainder of the season. On to the Bulldogs and Giants here at Ballarat Mars Stadium there. So there's some wind about. Just be prepared that that ball is going to sit on uh, one of the wings and just be plenty of boundary throw-ins there as well. And that could impact uh, plenty of fantasy scores there. So Joe Hennison lob in uh, for the Bulldogs along with Bailey Williams there into the 22 this week. Baker, uh, Rolly West into the subposition at this stage and Buku Kamas out. Uh, whereas the Giants, uh, Lockie Keith in and Nick Haynes to the subposition now with Keith coming in. Uh, it's probably more uh, of a sign that Himmelberg does stay behind the ball again, I would say. So uh, Kingsley has been very reluctant to moving forward. So it's you know, as the weeks go on, it's pretty much that he's going to stay in defence and keep coming in and just bring the ball to ground. That's going to help out the small forwards there for the Giants there. So a bit going on. Joe Hansen, the halfback, is quite nice as well. Yeah, and, and the Himmelberg thing is a big one because I mean, we talked a lot about him at the start of the year and where he would play. And then when he was going to go back, we weren't sure if it was going to stick. But, but what it's coincided with is their turnaround in four. Mm. Now, I'm not saying it's all because of Himmelberg. It's probably, you know, got a contribution. But if you're the coach and the staff and the, the match of the, the, um, the selection panel at the Giants and you're going, 
you know, we look pretty great when Himmelberg's down there. Like, whatever whatever reason, it's working. So you're not about to change something that's really worked for you to turn your season around in any hurry. So that's a good sign for him. Um, Johannesson's a nice pick-up. I think I picked him up in uh, my keeper league this week as a back-forward eligible player who can... It was going pretty well score-wise before he got hurt. Like, he was... He was having a little mini breakout month there. And the other one, mate, who's you know not as in or an out this week, but Sam Taylor um, has been scoring pretty well for the Giants. And you've noticed that Nick Haynes has taken a step back. I think he's out again of the site this week uh, as a sub. He's, he's really struggled since Himmelberg's gone back and Taylor's sort of been back in the side and scoring okay. Haynes has been the one that's suffered. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sam Taylor, definitely in career best form, and we know he is an Australian caliber type player there as well. So onto Gold Coast versus Brisbane. So Lemons and Roses in a bit of small forward action there as well. Long, who got torched by uh, Toby Green last week out, and Oya out of the team as well. And for Brisbane, Loman in, and unfortunately, Will Ashcroft ACL out for 12 months. Yeah, that one really sucks. Um, it's, you know, he's such a promising player and you really hope this doesn't dent his career um, ceiling and trajectory. You really want him to fulfil every bit of talent that he has because he's got plenty. Uh, I'm sure he'll put the work in and he'll be fine. I was waiting to see what they would do the Lions, whether it would be David Robertson, Jared Lyons, um, what they would do. Who was the inclusion again? Uh, Kyle Lohman. Yeah, okay, so I like I do like him a lot, actually. I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, but obviously, they're, they're pretty happy with the midfield mix that they've got. And Fletcher was pretty good last week, got the rising star nod. So he should have a pretty big finish to the season as well. So not a lot of change to talk about. I guess the one thing is that Flanders, you know, he's still going to keep keep eating. He's had a huge five weeks, um, massive five weeks, really career-altering um, in terms of real life. And he's been amazing. You've got him in fantasy, so... A real game changer. We see it every year, Pete. There's always a guy who at the halfway point or even later changes roles. And it was Himmelberg last year. It's Flanders this year that can actually win you a title. So it's why you never sleep on that wave of wire at any point in the year because you can always shift. Absolutely. So uh, he's in uh, the midfield, uh, inside midfield usage, finding plenty of ball there as well. And just back onto Brisbane there uh, with Ashcroft out, and obviously he was playing inside midfield. I would expect, uh, obviously Duckley did return last week, but I would expect uh, Hugh McCluggage to see a fair amount of time inside midfield there as well. So let's move on to Essendon City. So Enzi in, Hind in, uh, Ridley out with the quad. Uh, Stringer now with a foot issue there as well. Could miss multiple weeks as per Mitch Cleary uh, tonight. Uh, and then Sydney, no change there as well. So a bit of a change up from Essendon. Uh, they're falling away a little bit. Uh, not too much from a fantasy perspective, except for probably Ridley there. Yeah, and upheaval uh, from the back line. Because last week, uh, I had a stat about this at the start of the week. I think it was something like 70 marks or something between five defenders. or It was absurd. Like almost every one of their defenders took 10 marks. I think Heppel and McGrath took nine each. And they were just—they were the only two that were under ten. Uh, it was—it was actually quite incredible how many marks the defenders took. Um, now, was that because of the Bulldogs' game plan? It made me think: Do I need to pick up GWS defenders this week? Is that the move, or is it just how Essendon's going to play to finish the season? You know, that sort of let's hold the ball up, let's not let things get too carried away. And I was saying this to someone the other day on, on the Hardball Gets podcast that I'm on. It's a it's a way that coaches like to play when they want to keep the games from being blowouts. So, and if you've noticed with Essendon this year, there's not really many games where they've been blown out. They've either won the game or they've lost by somewhere in the range of you know ten to thirty five points. You're not seeing 
80-point losses for Essendon. You're just not seeing it. Even in the game against Geelong, where they got smashed at the start, I'm pretty sure they came back and lowered the margin a bit. It's it's a real possessive game plan, and Brad Scott's clearly doing it because he probably thinks he doesn't quite have the cattle to win a lot of games, but it's a way to not get embarrassed in games and to keep the games close. Yeah, their ball movement against the Bulldogs was very slow from their back half. So let's go on to Adelaide versus Port. Adelaide showdown, big game this. Uh, Keenan for his debut at the Crows. Michelaney there as well. Rory Led returns from his shoulder injury. Cook out, Murray, unfortunately, ACL there. And Rankin out of that team there as well with a bad hamstring. And uh, uh, no Rochelle, no Rankin. So that's a forward line. The small forwards are down on stocks a little bit for the Crows. So on to Port Adelaide. Uh, Darcy Byrne-Jones into the 22. Uh, sets out, so Vicentini gets another go there as well. Dylan Williams to half-back. Travis Boak into the sub-position at the moment. And obviously, Willie Rioli out suspended there as well. Thoughts? Yeah, a lot to unpack um, for those two teams. Uh, the other one you didn't mention is your man. I know you're keen on him, uh, Nan Curvis. He was yes. good last week and he's named in the team again. So I've picked him up on your advice and just stashed him away for future reference. <laughs> Um, but they, 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 he was the one that held, and also Schomburg held, and he was pretty good last week, Schomburg. And then Matty Crouch stayed in that team as well, and again, he was okay last week as well. So it's a different-looking Adelaide to the one that we've seen all season. You mentioned Rochelle and Rankin out. I mean, those guys are really their, both their X-factors. When they're winning, it's because those two guys are up and about. So it's a big dent in their team. Um, I, I would expect Port Adelaide to win this game pretty easily, even though, who knows, the showdown. Um, and in Port Adelaide, yeah, Travis Boak, I mean, I would say that there's a pretty good chance that Boak is you know, starting to ease out of his career, whether this is his last year or not, or, not, or he can go on for one more, depending on whether they carry him or not. Uh, but he's no, no longer a key figure in that team. Um, and Vicente, I think, is that how you say it? Vicente, Vicente. the Ruckman? Vicentini, yeah. Vicentini. He, uh, I think he scored nine in his debut last time. Everyone yeah. got a bit excited and thought, I'll add this kid because we need a Ruckman. Uh, he, he wasn't exactly prolific. Um, so, yeah, be wary if, you, if you're signing him uh, to, to give you any sort of on-field help. That's probably not going to happen. Yeah, three or four years away from being fully ready, uh, Dante is. And just on any draft league or, or sort of definitely keeper league there as well, uh, Luke Nankervis. If you've got deep benches, go and pick him up right now. Here's a future Here's a future half backer for you and can uh, find plenty of ball there as well. So let's move on to Sunday squads. Uh, notable players of all pretty much the outs here, named outs. So Hawthorne, Amon, Granger Barras, uh, Reeves out, unfortunately, there as well. So make sure you get that ruck roll. Uh, Howard out, injured, and Brad Hill as well there for the Saints. On to Melbourne, Sparrow injured there as well. Ben Brown just not in favour as a key forward. And they're still for, looking for that key forward there at Melbourne. So they'll keep trolling that. that that's sort of much the Brody Grundy situation. But, you know, uh, listening to Simon Goodwin over a long period of time, he actually prefers Harrison Petty there as well. And that's pretty much Harrison Petty over Brody Grundy right there now. Um, and on to West Coast, and you can provide some updates here as well. Uh, Luke Shuey out, unfortunately injured. Uh, Petreski sitting there as well. And just for the Kangaroos, uh, Liam Shields sideline with injury thoughts. Yeah, a lot to unpack there again. Um, a few draft-relevant guys missing. Bradley Hill, that's a, that's a burn. He's been pretty good this season. Um, the Grundy thing is fascinating. Clearly, Petty uh, is, is preferred at the moment. I think Grundy just needs to get a run at it. I don't know how that's going to play out for the rest of the season, but anyone who owns Max Gorn is hoping that he stays in the BFL. Um, and anyone who owns Grundy is not quite sure what's going on in their life. Um, there's a bit going on there. Uh, in terms of West Coast, Elliot Yo's named... 
on an extended bench. I'd expect him to play. Uh, and then they said he turned the corner last year. He tra- uh, last week he trained fully. He's done all the training this week. They really need him. They need to win that game or at least stay close. They cannot get belted by North Melbourne on their home turf, uh, having both lost 16 games in a row, which I think, by the way, is the first time that's ever happened. Two game, two teams going to a game with that many losses each. Um, so it's a game that West Coast need to win. I think Yo will have to play. He'll probably have to play in the middle, um, which you know might not be the best thing for his health, but West Coast are in desperation mode. So um, they're, they're going to struggle. Um, there's no key defenders to stop Nick Larkey. So if you need a, a flyer... Um, as a forward, Nick Larkey's probably a pretty good idea um, because their tallest defenders are Rhett Bazo, potentially Josh Rotham. Um, we saw what um, Kerno did to them last week. Oscar Allen had to go back at one point. He still had six kicked on him. So, yeah, there's a danger game there for, for West Coast for sure. Uh, where can the listeners find you this week, Ryan? Usual spots, mate. Um, Hardball Gets Podcast. Gave that a plug earlier. Um, yeah, Triple M on the radio. Uh, Footy Rhino on Twitter and, uh, and on on thread, so yep, the uh, usual spots. You can find me at AFR Ratings Pete on Twitter, afrratings.com.au for a stack of fantasy information, AFR Ratings and associated Twitter accounts there as well. Bye well, Ryan, until team selection next week, have a great weekend. Good luck to the listeners of Man 20. Beauty, thanks Pete.